Welcome to the She Is podcast. Come join us as we share with each other the stories that make us who we are. Our hope is that you're challenged and encouraged to keep boldly writing your story. I'm really excited for you guys to join me today. I have Jennifer Alexander with me, and she's going to share a story with you all. But first, I was hoping she would just tell our guests a little bit about yourself. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm Jennifer Alexander, and I am from the Kansas City area, specifically the Kansas side. Um, But now I live on the Missouri side, so now I identify as a Missourian. Um, But I grew up here, and I am Chinese-American, and I have three kids, three toddlers. They're four and under right now, so life is fun. It's busy. (laughs) (laughs) It is busy. Life is super fun right now, learning, um, being a new mom, and just learning new things every day. That's awesome. Well, um... Jennifer brought a story with her that she is bravely willing to share with you today, and she's gonna she's gonna share it now. And then um, I'm excited to be able to talk to you about it. And this is my first time sharing this story publicly, so looking forward to it. So I've been attending church since I was four, and when I was six, I made a profession of faith. But it wasn't until I was a teenager, about thirteen, when I really experienced Jesus. His love transformed my life. Um, And then a few years later, um, when I was 16, I started dating. And and I dated my high school sweetheart who turned into my college sweetheart for six years. And uh, from that experience, I learned a lot about God. Um, But it wasn't until after the fact. um, And there were several lessons he taught me that um, I wanted to share with you all today. Um, so at age 16, my relationship with God wasn't in a healthy place, even though I had experienced Jesus's love transform my life just a few years earlier. Um, by that, by age 16, I'd come face to face with the season of doubt. I still was attending church regularly and was actually really active in the youth group, but I was just going through the motions. I wasn't experiencing God intimately anymore. And at the time, because I thought I was experiencing doubt, I felt like it would be insincere to pray. So I just basically decided I'm not going to pray anymore. And um, and so I, I kind of stopped praying, stopped reading the Bible. And because my relationship with God wasn't healthy and wholesome at that time, then from the very first day when I began dating, um, it was kind of flawed in design and wasn't a healthy foundation. So I couldn't live by the spirit when I was dating because I was quenching the spirit in my spiritual life. So that's kind of the first lesson that I learned just looking back on this experience um, 16 years later um, was that we really need to have a healthy and wholesome relationship with God if we are to truly experience a healthy and wholesome dating relationship. Um, The second lesson I learned was that you know, if we're not in an intimate relationship with God, we af- we can often mis- misunderstand or misapply biblical truths to our lives. Um, because if you're not in, in the Word or in prayer, um, then you're not hearing from God or listening to God regularly. So the things that you do hear, even if you hear them at church or um, from other believers, you might misunderstand or misapply them. And um, depending on what they are, it, it could cause damage to your relationship to God even more. So for example, um, I had heard in church growing up, that spouses should never talk about their marital problems with anyone except each other. If you had a problem, then you should just bring it to God and pray about it. But don't ever talk about it with anyone else because that's gossiping and sinful. And while that sounds like a really helpful lesson, um, 
it can, it's kind of a half truth and it can be dangerous. So the Bible tells us in James chapter 5, verse 16, that we should confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that we might be healed because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, don't talk about your problems with anyone ever. Um, So I kind of misapplied this advice to my dating relationships. So for about four years, I didn't speak to anyone about any of the pain and trauma that I was experiencing um, from the relationship because I thought that would be gossiping. And even though I wasn't pursuing God's heart during that time of my life, he was still pursuing pursuing my heart and he intervened. Um, by the time I went to college, I followed this boyfriend to college, um, God sent a new friend into my life to bring me back into right relationship with him. And once I was back in an intimate relationship with God, I knew that I needed to end end this dating relationship. So when I was 19, I broke it off, but I still never spoke about anything that happened. Um, And in college, I had a difficult time getting connected to a group of other believers. I was exploring all sorts of extracurriculars, and it was just hard for me to commit to a certain group. Um, So unfortunately, after a year of recommitting my life to Christ, I kind of fell away again. since I wasn't really connected to a solid group. And so by the time I was 20, I had gotten back together with my ex and we dated for another two years. And all the pain and trauma that I experienced and left unaddressed before came back to the surface um, until I reached a breaking point. So when I was in high school, I did really well and um, graduated at the top of my class, but here I was in college getting C's because I couldn't focus on schoolwork. I was so upset and crying all the time, which actually turned into some suicidal thoughts. And when that happened, I finally realized like, wow, I really need some help. Um, so the very first time I finally opened up to two friends about how I was feeling and what I had experienced. And these friends were Christians. Um, one was actually a one of the best friends of my boyfriend at the time, and they were incredibly supportive, and they just encouraged me to get professional help. So finally, uh, at 21, (laughs) we did four months of couple counseling, and it actually did help a lot. But after counseling, my spirit still knew that it wasn't the relationship God had for me. But I felt like if I left at that point, I'd be giving up. So that's kind of the third lesson I learned was we often try to grab a hold of God's best for us before it's time. I knew it wasn't the relationship God had for me because we had different callings on our lives. Even though we were both believers, we had different visions for our future. And I knew that God had somebody else for him. But I listened to the wrong voice, which was my own voice, um, which led to the fourth lesson that I wanted to share, that there are other voices competing for our attention other than God's voice. Sometimes it's your own. Sometimes it's somebody else's. Sometimes it's culture. Um, But the voices that were competing for God's attention— were thoughts like, how could I leave this relationship after all we had been through and overcome together? We'd been dating since we were 16. We literally just did four months of counseling together. Wouldn't it be so beautiful if we got married? That'd be such a great ending. And all those thoughts kept me stuck in that relationship. But once again, God has a way of intervening. And the relationship ended. Soon after my boyfriend enlisted in the military, he moved to the East Coast. Even though I knew that that was the right thing, it still hurt. And I experienced uh, a really deep grief because I had this person in my life for so long and suddenly he was gone. Um, so to help myself move on, I started online dating, which kind of turned out to be a disaster. Um, for me personally, I've heard great, beautiful stories for other people, uh, but God is full of grace. And it was when I finally decided to give up and stop dating and focus on my relationship with God that I was able to meet my now husband. And he's been so, God's been so good to us. Uh, like I shared earlier, we 
we were blessed with three children. We have everything we need. And it's the marriage that I always dreamed of. Um, and since day one of dating my husband, we've had a similar vision for our lives and, and calling. So God is really, truly faithful. And He promises that if we seek Him first, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, He will take care of our every need. So I just wanted to encourage everyone with that, that um, you can trust God. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, one thing that struck me during your story was just how loyal you are. And I, I don't know if anybody has ever pointed that out to you, but I was thinking about um, the part of your story where you said you didn't want to break up with him because you had been through so much together. And um, I know personally for me, sometimes Satan uses right. my strengths <laughs> um, against me. And so um, I just, I really love that God made you loyal and uh, I can see it in the ways that you came back to him. At the beginning of the, your story, you were sharing that you had a season of doubt and I would just be curious what you would say to somebody who is experienced that, experiencing that season right now. Um, how would you encourage them or, or what would you say that you learned that you could give to them? Well, what I learned is that a relationship with God isn't just intellectual. Because um, I had an authentic spiritual experience and God was in my life working, but the enemy used other voices to kind of start that season of doubt. So I would just encourage folks who are doubting, people doubt for different reasons. It, it might be because you want to know more about all the evidence behind the Bible, or it might be because you're doubting um, whether or not you you truly had an experience with God, and maybe it was just all made up in your mind. I'm not sure. Um, you know, everyone has a different doubting experience, but I just wanted to encourage uh, you that a relationship with God is a spiritual experience and it is intimate. It's it's not just facts and figures and it's um, not something the world can explain to you that can be broken down. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that you had stopped praying because you thought, I don't think it was inauthentic, oh, insincere, um, but I hadn't really thought about that part of doubting. I could relate to the part of your story where you said um, that it wasn't appropriate to talk about any sort of struggles. And uh, I, I think that um, that's something that our, the church nowadays is slowly coming to accept that, you know, counseling is okay and it's okay to talk about um, struggles. But um, I was curious the time in your life where you said that you hadn't spoken to anyone about your pain and trauma. What was that time of your life like for you? The more you don't speak about something, the more it builds up. And you know, at the beginning, I felt like, oh, I could handle it. Like, and, you know, we can get through this on our own. We'll just talk about it. And, you know, we're just getting to know each other. Um, this is normal, a part of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as the years progressed, we dated for a total of six years. Um, and we broke up and got back together. Uh, it just gets compounded. All the things left unaddressed the next time it happens again, like, I just get more upset and angry about it. It was really stressful emotionally. And um, and like I shared, like eventually, you know, five years down the road, I started having suicidal thoughts. And I'm like, wow, there really is a problem and I really do need to get help. I would actually say that that period was the most emotionally difficult 
Um, because I, you know, now I am leaning on God. Now I do open up if there are problems. Um, and I wasn't doing that at the time. So that's what made it so, so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you shared that God sent you a friend um, to encourage you back into relationship with him. What, what did that friend do? Right. Um, so the this friend just constantly talked about God and specifically the Holy Spirit. And I God used this friend's voice um, as an instrument to reach my heart. And um the Bible talks about how God's spirit is what the Holy Spirit is what draws people to him. Mm-hmm. You can't persuade someone into accepting Christ. Um, so unless God moves on your heart, um, he, he enables us to come to him. And that's what happened is um, the spirit just drew me back to him and just like unveiled my eyes. As someone who has fallen away from the Lord a couple of times in your life, what was your experience coming back to the Lord? It was wonderful. Like I never felt like I never felt any shame. God just embraced me, and I guess, um, and I just suddenly thought of the story of the prodigal son. Like when he came home, his dad just embraced him and threw a party, and um, like. I felt overwhelmed with love and grace, and it was a really um, beautiful experience. That's awesome. I um, was thinking about the part of your story where you were sharing um, just the deep, like you had broken up for this, this the second time, right. and you were saying like the grief was just overwhelming. And I would be curious, looking back now, were there some lies that Satan told you during that time that you found out later weren't true? Yes, there were. And one of them was, well, you're just going to be single for the rest of your life. None of your relationships are going to work out. I remember even um, after I got engaged or I was like, wow, am I really getting married? Like, is this really going to happen? When I was going through your story, I was like, I bet that um, it just really impacts um, like how you serve and um, the way that you see people and just this experience, I think, would kind of impact your heart. I know that every time I see a young couple um, when they're in high school that I've been dating for a while, it, you know, it always does cross my mind. Like, I wonder how that's going. Uh, are they as happy as they look mm-hmm. on um, Facebook or Instagram? Or are there things that they're battling in silence? So it, it just makes me pay attention a lot more to young couples, especially who have been in long-term relationships. It's always cute, you know, from the outside. Sometimes people are like, oh, wow. Because um, there's sometimes a stereotype that, you know, young people just date around. They don't date for very long. It's not serious. When you notice a couple who's like, oh, wow, they've been together for a while. But that's not always a good thing. It could be. But you can't tell just by the outside. I can see how God would use your experience to help you see deeper into people um, right. and their story. So I, th- I love how God kind of transforms uh, our trauma and, um, you know, the hard parts of our life and helps use it for good for other people. 
Right. So thank you. I really appreciate you sharing your story, and especially since it's your first time sharing it publicly. Um, I enjoyed points in here where um, you were really vulnerable to share um, your experience falling away from the Lord and then coming back to Him. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people that can connect to part different parts of your story. Um, and I just appreciate you being brave and sharing it with us. Well, thank you. I appreciate having the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Graceway's She Is podcast. We pray that today's episode encouraged you and gave you hope for your own journey. Be sure to subscribe to get notified about future episodes.